The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 59th birthday today is Morrissey. Uh, I, I'm just going to go out on a Tepper, limb. I'm just going to go out on a limb and Tepper. say your wife loves Morrissey. No. Really? No. Boy, that's very off-brand for her. No. She's a grunge girl. Oh, okay. She loved Metallica and... Okay. Nirvana and Pearl Jam, that was her thing when she was, when she was, I'm, I'm the Morrissey fan. Mm-hmm. I love the Smiths mm-hmm. endlessly. Mm-hmm. And he's a lunatic and I love it. He is a lunatic. He's a crazy person. He's a crazy person. Yeah. So happy birthday to Morrissey, an actual crazy person. Today is Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018, 184 days until Thanksgiving, episode 561, 561. Chris James's slugging percentage as a Texas Ranger, 60 games from 1993-1994. Born in Rusk, Texas, the pride of Houston Stratford, uh, and he went to Blinn. And there's Houston Stratford news today. And they made a hire. They did. How about that? I know. So you can check that out uh, at texasfootball.com slash coach changes for all the coaching changes. But uh, today, episode 561, the Chris James slugging percentage uh, episode. On today's show, fellers and ladies... We will continue our look-aheads region by region. We're going to dive into 2A. 2A Division One regions 1 and 2. One very wide-open region, and another another that's got, like, uh, too many favorites? We'll get into yeah. that coming up here in just a little bit. The back half of the show, Max, we've got more of Matt Stepp's conversations from the Gainesville State 7-on-7 qualifying tournament. Uh in which he caught up with the head coach at Godley, Coach Duke Dalton, and the head coach at Burke Burnett, Coach Jason Meng. So we will hear from both of those gentlemen, as well as Matt Stepp, who will be asking them questions. That's coming up here at the back half of the show. Yesterday, we had a special delivery to the office. Oh, you right, know about that. this. Yeah, 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 you, okay. yeah. yeah. You looked very confused there for one moment. Like, well, when you say delivery... All I think of is like a delivery service brought something. Right, but that's it was not. not. It was not. We had a uh, a, a gentleman and his wife, uh, gentleman by the name of Bill Dunn. Bill Dunn came up here. Bill Dunn is a former um, educator in Victoria. Um, I believe Mike Foreman, our good friend Mike Foreman, actually wrote a story about him and his collection uh, a while ago. Um, but he is a Dave Campbell's Texas football super fan. And I mean super fan. And he graciously decided to donate his collection of Dave Campbell's Texas football to us. 
uh, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, I don't have anywhere else to put it, and I, I don't want it to end up in a dump. Right. So here you go. And he found it one of the few places that will actually appreciate it to its fullest extent. Yeah. This is a meticulous It's an unbelievable collection. collection. This is a collection that is not just the yearly issues, but special editions as well. This is as complete a collection as I've ever seen. He has a 1960. And it he, is. He has a 1960 in, I would say, not very mint. good condition. It's not mint, but it's very it's good. Very it's good condition. Very it's, nice. It's wrapped up. It is. Uh, it is like we have one 1960 around here, and like the cover's fallen off. It's in bad yeah. shape. This is now the most pristine 1960 that we own. Uh, beyond that, you're right. It's not just that he has every summer edition, and all the '60s are bagged, which is all, all the the um, in the the decade of the '60s are bagged, which is it's it's incredible. But he's also got all the for those who don't know the history. Back in like the '70s, Dave would put out like spring editions. Yeah, he would put out newsletters, yeah. and he seems to uh, Bill Dunn seems to have collected. Everything, Everything that this publication has ever put out. He has collected so much that there was a small part, I think, of you, me, and Adam, our bosses, little little, little black hearts, that was hoping he had the board game. Yeah. He did so not have the, the board the, game. The, for those who don't know, the white whale of Dave Campbell's Texas football. Collecting. Um, uh, let's, uh, yeah, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Nostalgia? World. Um, I don't know. Yeah, memorabilia. The, memorabilia. Sure, uh, I haven't slept much. Um, right. Is the, the board, board game. game? There is one in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, uh, and it is. I don't know how it's played. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I only know that they put it out in like the seventies, and they only made like five hundred of them. Yeah, and I'm sure four hundred ninety-eight of them are in a dump somewhere. Right. Absolutely positive. But that is the white whale. He did not have the board game. But he had pretty much everything else. The one thing, he did tell me this. It's very funny. Bill Dunn uh, told me, well, the one I don't have is 2002. And I told him, my man, if you want like eight copies of 2002, you can, ha- you can have them. We that's will. We will, we will. Yeah. 2002 is not, not one that's that's very rare. And so a a truly remarkable we we tweeted some photo or we uh we posted some photos on our social media uh, you can see bouncing around um and it is uh astonishing it is a really 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 he apparently has a uh a collection of sports illustrated as well like it kind of similarly um meticulous right um but it is really the Who word cares I was looking about for that was, the word magazine. I was looking for was canon uh, Dave Campbell's uh, Texas football canon. Yeah. Um, he has pretty much everything. And so yeah. Bill Dunn, uh, my new hero, and it was – I think we, we kind of talked about it, but there are – I told him there are very few people – not very few, but there are only a handful of people that will truly appreciate the magnitude of this. Yeah. And you came to the place where like eight of them work. Right. So yeah. it was, uh, we really, really appreciate Bill Dunn coming by and, and, and dropping that off. It is a really, really cool collection. We're going to call Dave Campbell. He gets first crack at everything, uh, whatever he wants for his collection. Cause he, cause I've, I've mentioned this before. Dave does not have a complete collection. Right. Um, through, you know, moving a few times through just like not, not being as meticulous as arguably he should have been. Right. Um, he did not. Um, he doesn't have a complete collection of everything he's ever written. But Bill Dunn apparently does. But uh, it's it was amazing. A, it was a really imp- impressive. Like he just. 
I, I came out of the show and he he was standing out there with our operations director Taylor with these boxes. I'm like, oh, yeah. I just want to dive in. It was it was really a lot of fun. So we appreciate Bill yeah. Dunn for stopping by. And and I think uh, a couple of our you know, Matt McSpadden who catch two tunes in every show. He's like, I would love to see a few of these in person. Look, when we open up the new headquarters. Give us a shout. Yeah. We can set up a time if you're ever in Dallas to come check some of these out because it's pretty cool. Yeah, we one of the things we need to we really need to make happen in the in the office is a, a true is a true library because right. like we have this over here, <laughs> yeah. and it's you can't it's see it off fine. Camera, it's a very small bookshelf. It's more of like everything. a reference. Yeah, uh, but we need one where everything is kept in like a place of honor, not just in a bookshelf. So. Not in a bookshelf next to yeah. a Texas Tech helmet. So, yeah. in any case, uh, we appreciate Bill Dunn stopping by yesterday. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Max, let's dive into our regional outlooks. We're diving into 2A. Diving into Class 2A, Division One. We're going to go out west, go to Region 1, where uh, I'm, I'm, real, I'm really not sure. This it's... might be, this might be, you can view it, in, you can, if you want to view it in a glass half empty type of way, you would say, I don't know if there's a truly great team out there. Yeah. At least from where we sit right now on May 22nd. I don't know if there's a truly great team in 2A Division 1, Region 1. That's the glass half, half empty. The glass half full would be, you've got about eight, nine teams that, if things break right, could be playing in a state semifinal and could be, you know, 48 minutes away from a spot at AT&T Stadium. Right. Uh, it probably, God, I guess it starts with Panhandle. But the thing about Panhandle, Panhandle, of course, was the regional finalist a year ago. Had a breakout season last or, year. Say, uh, 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 they were the uh, they were regional, uh, regional champs. Regional finalist last regional year. Regional finalist, I believe. I don't believe they yeah, won the regional. Yeah, because uh, the team that won the region last year was... Um, who am I, who am I th- missing? Who missed... Who them? lost I'm, to Munster? Yeah, who lost to Munster? Wellington. Yeah. Wellington, thank there you. But go. Wellington dropped down to Division yeah. two. That's why. Thank you very much. Um, no, Wellington moved... Whatever. I'm Either way. Anyway, in any case. Panhandle... Yeah, they bring back. They are probably the the best team left standing from last year. Right. But they got wiped out. Yeah. Like seven starters back total. Yeah. I mean, when you lose eleven Letterman from a two A Division one team, like you're losing a lot. And so they have questions. Um, Stanford. Stanford's in the mix. If you if you want a little bit more experience, they've got that ten starters back from a team yeah. that won ten games a year ago. Yeah. There is Sundown. The Roughnecks bring back a ton from last year's uh, 10-win squad. Uh, eight starters on both sides of the ball. They're going to be in the mix. You could go with a team like New Deal, which was very young last year and still managed to go 10-2. and two. You could go with a team uh, like New Deal uh, that could be in the mix. You could go with a team like Post. Although they got, if you if you, if you value team. experience, yeah. they got one starter back on offense. I mean, yeah. they are losing a lot. Stanette West Texas is in that mix. If you want a promotion, maybe a team like Lindsay. Lindsay's moving up from Division Two. Uh, they bring back you know about half their squad from last year. There's Seymour. There's Holly. I mean, the thing is, you can like I said, you can view it in one sort of way. You can either say, "Oh, I'm not sure there's like a state contender here," right? Which is maybe true, but you can also say that it's like uh, who like it's wide open for any team that can take that step. Because that step is there to be taken. Right. Now that Wellington's kind of out of the way, 
you look at that and you're like, okay, it could be kind of anybody. Yeah. I guess right now, some order Panhandle, Stanford, and and Sundown. Maybe New Deal in that mix, right? But like, I'm I'm really not sure what's Stratford. Now Stratford, thank yeah, you. That's who Panhandle lost. Yeah, to. but for me, what's most interesting is that. We don't have, normally with 2A Division 1, when realignment rolls around, we usually have one 3A team dropping down yeah. that at least gets in that mix. No, The only 3A team that dropped down is Amarillo Highland Park, and they've got a new coach. They were 1-9 last year. We don't expect a ton from yeah. Amarillo Highland Park. So it's so wide open there in Region 1 that I would say it's really anybody's ballgame. And there's yeah. a spot in the semifinals waiting for somebody. Yeah. Uh, whoever can take that step, and there's, you know, every, every team here has a question. If you're into the experience type thing, you're probably looking at a team like New Deal or Sundown. If you're into the team that did it last year and, like, the best team outstanding, you're probably looking for a team like Panhandle or Stanford. Yeah. But it goes about seven or eight deep of teams that you can you can really yeah. visualize playing for a, playing a state semifinal. Yeah. It's really uh, interesting. It's, it's really interesting. I think the reason I thought Munster is because they're so big, they seem like a 2AD1 team. Yeah. But they're not. Yeah, Fair Stratford enough. played Mart, and yes. Mart was very good. Yeah. Um, two, I think if there's a team that's kind of intriguing, it is Stanford, because remember, we picked them to do terrible last year. Oh, and they, yeah. And they surged forward and went on an incredible run, and you have to wonder if maybe the youth that is coming back on that team, the underclassmen, if they're a little more talented than we thought they were going to be last year. That's, well, that's the one question there Because you're right. We did. Because we did. We picked them to be awful last yeah. year because they were coming off a 2-8 and eight year. Right. Well, then they surged to 10-3, and three, and all right. of a sudden we looked dumb. Right. So it's really interesting to me, uh, that region that region 1, just because I don't yeah. think there's a real favorite. So then let's pop down to Division 2, or Region 2, rather. Right. And a lot of Central Texas teams here. And you've got... I think it's probably a four-way race. Yeah. Okay. It starts probably with Dillion. And everyone's kind of wondering, is this the year for Dillion? Um, is this the year that they, that they make that breakthrough? Now that Mart is gone, um, you know, Mart dropping uh, Mart dropping down yeah. to Division Two. Yeah. Now that Mart is gone, do they have kind of, uh, is the path clearer for them? Because that's been the big bugaboo. Remember, they lost them in the regional semifinals by 40 points. Um. There's them. You could go with the team that, let's remember, has probably been the most consistently excellent, and that would be Crawford. But in talking with Coach Delbert Kelm, you know they've they've got some rebuilding to do. I know yeah. that he's a little worried about right. the the about what his team's going to be able to do. Just four starters back on both sides of the ball. Now he's Delbert a bit Kelm of a is a no is yeah. a notorious sandbagger. Yeah. Yeah, so we're not going to be very good. Uh, I don't know. We may not even field a team. Good um, thing you've got one of the best coaches in state history. He's a sandbagger. Love him, but he's a sandbagger. He's hilarious. Anyway, there's Crawford. Crawford's in the mix. There's Bosqueville. Bosqueville's the weirdest team in the state. Because Bosqueville, if you remember correctly, made the playoffs at 5-5. Five and five, And we were all just like, okay, well, enjoy bowing out. I believe they were 1-4 to start the year. And then go f- uh, four and one in district, go three rounds deep in the playoffs, uh, end up losing to Crawford. But Bosqueville brings, brings back six stars on both sides of the ball. No. And then there's the team. We're going to talk with their coach tomorrow. And then there's the team. All the coaches are talking about. That we've heard from multiple coaches. I'll, I'll even rat them out. Delbert Kemp was one of yeah. them. Probably because he has to, you know, he knows deal he's going to deal with them. It's, yeah. it's Valley View. 
Valley View is the team that keeps coming up. Yeah, they're the team that when you talk with coaches, you they're say, like, "What do you think about Two A Division One?" Well, yeah, you know, what do you think Valley about your View. region? Man, you gotta watch out for Valley View. You gotta watch what? out for Valley View. And and you start thinking, well, well why? Now, one, this good was program. The, this was a this was a ten and two team a year right. ago. This was a ten and two team a year right. ago, and in a team that I think uh, we we think it's not out of but it's the not realm a name possibility. You used to hear no, it's not a name. No, it's not Martin. Yeah, it's not Martin. It's not even Dillion yeah. or, or, right. or Crawford. But they bring back Clint Epperson, who's a fourteen hundred yard rusher. They bring back their quarterback Brady Jackson. Uh, they bring back Kale Casson. They bring back Hunter Sparkman. They yeah. bring back uh, seven starters on both sides of the ball in this offense, and 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 the defense was was pretty solid last year as well. And oh, by the way, Mart's gone. And Mart's gone. So with Mart moving down to the Division Two, that's probably. I mean, we're bearing the lead here. That's probably the headline of this region right. is Mart's gone. Yeah. With them dropping down to Division Two, all of a sudden it opens up a little bit more. That's and so the you can say is a lot more interesting. Yeah. Is this the year Dillion breaks through? Is this the year? You know, can Crawford get back to a title game? Uh, is this the year Boskeville makes it through? Right. Can they ride, continue riding their momentum? Or do you have an upstart like Valley View? If you're looking for a sleeper, probably a team like Rivercrest or a team like Heiko. But, oh, oh, it would be pretty surprising to me at this point. Sitting, again, May 22nd. It would be pretty surprising to me if one of those four teams, Crawford, Valley View, Boskeville, DeLeon, yeah didn't make right. a state semifinal. And I'll tell you, with the way that we look at Region 1, I think it's fair to say that whoever comes out of Region 2 has got to be a favorite to make a title game. Right. Just because, you know, again, you can't have any of those teams make that step in Division 1. Yeah. Maybe it's a team like Panhandle. Maybe it's a team like Stanford. But, you know, we'll find out. It's it's really interesting to me that this kind of power dynamic. And, and tomorrow, we're going to get into Region 3 and Region 4. Region 4, of course, is the Region of Doom. Yeah. Uh, we were Furio, Shiner, Mason, a couple other really interesting yeah. sleepers down there. And then Region 3 has got all that East Texas speed yep. that we're, I'm really excited to talk about that. But this left side of the bracket, this left side of the bracket, let me do it for, yeah, for right. camera. Yeah. This left side of the bracket. It's wide open, baby. It's, it's really wide open. And if anybody can take that step, yep. you can be 48 minutes away from the title. Yep. It's really interesting to see. So tomorrow we'll get into 2A Division 1, Region 3, and 4. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, maybe you want the 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Trust me, I want to be done with it. I really do. We finish it up on Friday, next Friday. Um, June 1, we send to press. We will be revealing the cover, I can tell you. Uh, we'll be revealing the cover here on Texas Football Today exclusively on June 5th. That is two weeks from today. We will be revealing the cover here on Texas Football Today. But if you want the magazine mailed directly to you, hot off the presses, texasfootball.com slash insider. That's where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You get two magazines, including the 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, mailed directly to you, plus a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. All for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com slash insider. Matt Stapp, our intrepid high school football insider, was up in Gainesville, up near the Red River, uh, recently, this past weekend, at the state qualifying tournament for State 7-on-7 seven seven, and caught up with a number of coaches up there in that kind of North Texas, Texoma area. One of them is the head coach at Godley. Yes. Godley is a team looking to 
make a big impact in in 2000 and uh, 2018. This is a team that uh, nine and three a year ago uh, brings back ten starters from that team. A big expectations for this quarterback, Jason Falkenberry. Also a great name, Duke Dalton for Duke a head Dalton. coach is a great name. Really good, really good name. So so let's talk to him. Matt Stepp, decidedly less cool name, talking to Duke Dalton. Very cool name. The head coach of the Godly Wildcats here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Gainesville 7-on-7 Qualifier. Here with the head coach of the Godly Wildcats, Coach Duke Dalton. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes out of a busy morning to chat with us. I appreciate it, Matt. Glad to be here. All right, Coach. Uh, obviously, you guys uh, had a good year last year. Um, a lot, lot of excitement around town about this year's team. Uh, I know you, you and your coaching staff are real excited. Uh, talk about um, the offseason, kind of how that's gone. What are some of the, the real focus has been for you and your coaching staff with your kids this offseason? Well, we've had a, a good offseason. We, we're going through some construction right now. We're building a $54 million school there in Godley. And we got a brand-new weight facility, brand-new uh, – we don't have an indoor quite yet, but uh, we've got a new weight room, new uh, locker rooms and schools. So – We've had a little bit of transition as far as our off-season is concerned. We've been having to do a lot of the stuff over in the middle school, and the kids have responded real well and, and gotten a whole lot better between last year and now. But we're really looking forward to, I think, June the 5th, we uh, are able to take ownership of that new building, and I think it's going to be something the town of Godley and, and really the entire district that we compete against and, and state is going to be one of the nicer facilities for 4A. So. We're 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 glad to have that and looking forward to this next season. I'm, I'm, the the commitment from from the citizens of Godly ISD it's got to be real 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 encouraging to know that, that they're investing in the kids like this because I mean you're right 54 million dollars is a great investment and I'm sure not and people think these things are just for football but I mean I think all sports can benefit from the new facilities right oh no doubt no doubt like our baseball team our baseball team I think they just won this past week they're still playing I think it'll be the third time they are getting closer to the regional finals. Um, and, you know, we're talking about turf in that area along with the new improvements that we're having there at the school. So, you know, it, it, in the move up to 4A, the town of Godley and the whole community is starting to grow. I mean, we're getting new people enrolling every single day, especially in the lower levels. So we're looking for it to kind of take off similar to what Prosper did whenever they were down in 2A and 3A, and all of a sudden they just kind of took off the the – overall environment just the amount of of homes and and businesses and stuff like that coming in is really really changing the the dynamics there so i know you're looking forward to watching your kids compete today i know you 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 really like playing seven on seven you're a believer in the format uh what are some of the things you look for when you, when you watch your kids compete in a tournament like this well obviously their work ethic you know we like to see them executing and and playing hard and doing those things and you know these guys that are here uh our quarterback jason coming back off of an all-state year and you know this was his first year this past year all season i mean of uh seven on seven with godly and it's kind of just now getting here and and wasn't real familiar with the offense he's had a year to develop and we're looking forward to seeing what he can do coming back uh we lost two real good receivers this past year one all-state receiver and another uh all-state quality receiver so uh, we're going to have some younger kids we've got uh brendan hawkins which is a freshman that was a standout for us this past season we're looking for him to, to see what he can do against other players uh as well as ian mapes and uh some of the other guys that are going to be coming in that we're going to be leaning on and and really focusing on in our passing game all right now uh final question for you 
When I come to Godly, I know where I like to eat at when I go to Godly. I know my favorite place to go pregame. Where, where, when someone comes to Godly to catch a game, where, where should they pregame meal at? Because if it's the same place as me, if, you, if your, your recommendation is the same recommendation as mine, right. we need to go have lunch together. You bet, you bet. Now, now there's a little bit of variety there in Godly, but if you're looking to, to come in and get a pregame meal, I'd probably recommend Del Norte. they got uh, an excellent selection of, of Mexican food and barbecue and that sort of thing, and uh, real similar to what, you know, Boyd's got the – Got the uh, go-go gumbo for seafood. Well, Boyd's, I mean, Godley's kind of got the uh, the Mexican food part of that uh, corner. Now, if you're wanting breakfast, you can go to Chisholm's or uh, go to uh, Carmen's. they got a real good buffet, too. So uh, the eating places are kind of covered. You ain't going to find a McDonald's or a Red Lobster, but you can take care of it. The hometown places, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Well, th- those are bad for the waistline, but good for the stomach, but but good for the soul, right? Yes, sir. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy watching your kids today, and uh, thanks for what you do for the student-athletes in the state of Texas. Well, thank you very much, Matt. There he is, Duke Dalton, the head coach of the Godly Wildcats. Appreciate him joining us, joining Matt Stepp. Excited to see what the Wildcats. Again, that Falkenberry, the quarterback. Um, He's good. Yeah. yeah, Falkenberry. Yeah. And, Threw for uh, 3,000 yards a year ago. Yeah. And um, you can tell. Uh, Three-year starter is all state Coach last Dalton. year. Pretty fired up about having him back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and for, for good reason. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is a team that I think is going to be in the hunt. You know, when you talk about four uh, A Division two, uh, that Region one, it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see where where they stack up. Um, you know, in that region, I think that I think they've got a shot to to make some noise, surprise some people. Graham kind of looms, but um, you know, coming off of a year uh, like they did last year, um, I'm excited to see what they're able to put together. So we appreciate uh, Coach Duke Dalton hopping on with us. Another guy that Matt Sepp caught up with last weekend uh, was the head coach at Burke Burnett uh, coach Jason Meng excited to see what Burke Burnett's able to put together after a disappointing first year there uh, one and nine a year ago but uh, Jason Meng hoping to turn things around in Burke Burnett here is Matt Stepp's interview with Burke Burnett coach Jason Meng here on Texas Football Today Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Gainesville 7-on-7 seven seven state qualifying tournament here with the head coach of the Burke Burnett Bulldogs, Coach Jason Ming. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us before your kids get going. Well, thank you for having us. We're excited. All right, Coach, uh, second year at Burke Burnett. Uh, I meant to – I asked you all off camera, this offseason a little less hectic, but, I, you know, after the first year getting getting into town and getting your staff hired, still been hectic, but it's hectic in a good way because uh, the, the taxpayers of Burke Burnett ISD have made a commitment to your student-athletes and are building you guys some new facilities. Can you tell us what, uh, what, what, what your new facilities are going to be like? Well, we just passed a bond about two years ago. We put in field turf last year, and this year they're uh, upgrading our facilities as far as our locker rooms, our weight room, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be massive. Our, I think our varsity locker room is going to be three times the size it was. JV and freshmen are going to be massive. We're going to have new coaches' offices, everything. So it's uh, it's been a blessing, but it's also been kind of uh, frustrating at times because we got a, we're in the auto body shop with the weight room. we got a portables for our locker rooms, but we're, ma- we're managing doing what we can. So. All right, now uh, your kids are out here competing in seven on seven. Uh, you know, last year I know you get, guys didn't get a chance to play as much as you'd like due to the transition. Uh, what are some of the things that you really like uh, about seven on seven and how it benefits your program? We just see different people, you know, and during the period when you get to go out there and work your kids, you're going to get the same kids. And here we get to go against different teams. Some of our some of our district opponents, some kids will uh, some teams we'll see in our regular season uh, schedule and. Uh, you know, it's just about competing, uh, about getting out there and meshing and developing relationships and communicating and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, it's just all around good for them, something for them to be active doing. And travel's not too bad. You have one here, one at Midwestern State in a couple of weeks. It's not too bad, is no, it? No, we're going to Midwestern uh, June 9th, and the 15th we're going to go to Jim Ned. So we got three of them, and uh, kids are excited, and they're uh, just waiting to get at it. 
All right, now the offseason I know has been a little challenging because of the, of the transition, but, but I know you guys are still working hard. What are some of the things you and your kids have been really focused on this offseason? We're just getting stronger. You know, that was the, that's the key thing. I think that's the one thing you control is, is how much how much you know weight you can put on and, and how much your bench press can go up. So we focused on that. Uh, we focused on our uh, our mental the mental aspect of it. Had a little boot camp, trying to uh, weed out bad habits and, and establish new ones and uh, create some good habits. And so that's kind of what's what our focus has been. All right, now final question for you. Always ask the coaches a fun question for you. The question is going to be your first high school job. When you first got into high, broke into the high school ranks as a coach, where was your first job? Did you have any any wild and crazy duties that, that make you appreciate uh, kind of some of the things you have now? Uh, first high school job was at Petrolia with Scott Ponder. He was the head coach. And uh, striping the field, doing laundry, uh, shooting off the occasional dog that was on our field, and, <laughs> and you know, just stuff any like other, that. Any other critters make it on your field? Uh, we, I think we had gophers. I think we had uh, all kinds. Of, at Burke, we got a fox, a phantom fox that appears during games every once in a while and runs through the stands. But other than that, I think that's it. All right, Coach, appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy watching your kids compete, and uh, thanks for what you do for the student-athletes in Texas. I appreciate you. Thank you. There he is, Jason Meng, the head coach at Burke Burnett. How awesome is it that they're doing weightlifting in an auto, auto body shop? My next question, if I was Matt Stepp, would have been like, okay, well, like, did you bring the weights, or are we like pushing engine blocks around? Honestly, I don't want to know, because in this movie, it's right. just like it's they've, better got, if I just they've got it like the mufflers way. on either side. Hey, you got plenty of tires to flip. That's right? exactly right. You know, That's you're just putting tires on the end of a pole. I'm okay yeah, with gonna that. Be be, they're going to be sure. auto. They're going to be auto body shop strong. Also, also this the details in that interview. They apparently have a phantom fox that appears and and Amazing. disappears during games in Burke Burnett. Amazing. Is that like the that's a reason we, to go right now? We, uh, yeah. Let's. I mean, what is what is like sixty minutes doing? Like that seems like a sixty minute story. This is the phantom fox. They've got a phantom fox. They're lifting weights in an auto body shop. I mean. Burke Burnett's full, you know, they're the, listen, I know the results weren't great last year. This is the most interesting team in the state. It's so, up there. These are some Coach, good details. Appreciate Coach Jason Meng hopping on with Matt Stepp last week at the state 7-on-7 seven seven qualifying tournament in Gainesville. Now we go to Max Thompson for the award-winning segment, Final Thoughts. And we decided what award it has won. Yeah. Okay. And? Oh, I wasn't going to tell you. You're not going to tell me. No. It just, yes, it ha- yes. we know what it is, but I'm not mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, shout out to Brent Homan, our man, showing up. I guess he's too busy to be here every day. Graham, which, right? Yeah, but uh, I don't really blame him for not being here every day. He's probably, you know, he's a dad. He's got things to do. You know, that's fine. Being a dad seems easy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, the internet just got lit on fire. I'm kidding. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, what else? Oliver, you know, shout out to Robert Wolf, Matt McSpadden. Obviously, they're all in the house today. Uh. You know, uh, Robert wanted to know what we thought of uh, the Stratford hire of uh, Coach Todd Rankin from uh, I don't, Clint I, Collins. I don't know him. I don't uh, know, him, uh, but the results, as far as if you right. if you judge yeah. somebody based on the performance of the unit that they were in charge yes. of, I mean, uh, very good. Quite the talent drain at Klein Collins, which Coach Savota leading and now Todd Rankin leaving. Um, I'll tell you though, it. I mean. Stratford must be a pretty sweet gig if he's going right. to leave the opportunity to coach Isaiah Spiller right. in his senior year. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. a pretty. That was the first thing I thought was like, wow, okay. Like, I mean, look, everybody wants to be a head coach, and Stratford's a good gig. Yeah, but like it was, I was like, man, you could stick around one more year and coach Isaiah Spiller. But there's, you know, 
jobs like this don't come open every right. day. So uh, I don't know a ton about them. We'll try to get them on the show here. Uh, yeah, in, for sure. In the next week or so. Yeah. Uh, but as soon uh, as the dust settles for him. Yes. As yeah. soon as maybe his head stops spinning 10,000 right. miles an hour. And as soon as our head stops spinning 10,000 miles an hour. That would be we've got pages to read. Yeah. So one final shout out to Anthony Hill, who's in the house again. Um, and uh, yeah. Brent Holman also wants to know what we think of the OC hire for Graham. I'll be honest. I haven't even seen who they hired yet. But once we do some research on it, we'll have an answer for you. Yeah. How about we just, I mean, we could just bullshit you. Yeah. But we won't. We know a lot of coordinators. I'll be honest. I do not keep up with every OC hire. Sorry, guys. We haven't even talked about Lake Travis's offensive coordinator hire, which is kind of interesting, which is a thing for another day. Also, before we go. Lake Travis going to have an offense? I know. It's weird, right? Shout out to Hank Carter, who lost his dad over the weekend. Yeah, that's Terrible right. story. Yeah. And uh, we're thinking of you, and we hope everything's... Uh, yeah, we hope we're getting through this because uh, Hank's been great to me my whole career, and uh, I've met been his dad a few friend, times. Friend of, friend of Texas football, yes, as well. uh, and his dad, awesome guy, and uh, it's got to be really tough for him. So Apparently, died pretty suddenly, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, so brutal. So, in any case, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.